0: And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead podcast. Two Steps Ahead podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show, we're going to talk about insecurity. What exactly is insecurity? Do you suffer from insecurity? What uh, might be some of the reasons? And are there some things we can do to overcome our insecurity? So that's what we're going to be talking about on the show. As I was thinking about this, I was looking back over the course of my life, and I don't know if I really suffered from insecurity too much because there's different things when it comes to insecurity. First off, what is insecurity? Well, when you break it down, you break it down to a a lack of confidence. It's a lack of confidence in yourself or as defined in the dictionary, uncertainty or anxiety about oneself. So uncertainty... Anxiety, those are two different words on the spectrum. When that pendulum swings back and forth, I mean, uncertainty is one thing. Anxiety, that can cause all kinds of problems, but basically it comes down to a lack of confidence in oneself. Well, what is confidence? Confidence is trust in oneself, being able to get the job done. What is, or you're going to rely on yourself. You have the ability to rely on yourself to know that you can come through. That's what confidence is. And trust is a firm belief. So when you stack those three things on top of each other, depending on what order you stack them in, the rest are going to fall into place. So if you have insecurity on top, you have a lack of confidence, you have anxiety or uncertainty about yourself, Well, those dominoes are going to fall down. You're not going to be able to trust yourself. You're not going to be able to rely on yourself, which means you don't have a firm belief in yourself. However, if we switch them and we put trust on top and we have a firm belief in ourselves, then that's going to allow us to have confidence. We're going to be able to trust ourselves. We're going to be able to rely on ourselves. We're going to have confidence in ourselves, that uncertainty and that anxiety is going to go away. Now, that doesn't mean that we have times where we're like, hmm, I wonder if I could do this. Like maybe there's a big meeting or presentation that needs to be done or maybe you're going in for a job interview. And so, of course, you're nervous about it. You're anxious. And that's fine. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are insecure about yourself. You're probably pretty confident that you're going to be able to get the job because you're there doing the interview or whatever else it is that you decide to do. So there's a fine line when it comes to insecurity about oneself. But when you keep those three things in mind, insecurity is the lack of confidence. Confidence is trust in self, and trust is a firm belief. So if you believe in yourself, you're going to trust yourself. You're going to be able to get the job done. You have confidence in yourself. Now, I know that sounds possibly easier said than done, as they say, but as I was Thinking back, I was trying to – because sometimes I put those definitions out there because sometimes we get these things confused. You know, we might have what we think is insecurity, but really it's it's not that. It's something different. Because for me, I knew I always wanted to talk on the microphone, talk in front of people. And you always have that phobia of speaking in front of people. Public speaking is, the, is one of – the top phobias that people suffer from. I'm convinced that the fear of the microphone, I've seen professors in meetings, like let's say conferences, and they can speak in front of a class, they can lecture in front of peers, but you hand them a microphone to speak in front of a group of people, like a handheld mic in front of a group of peers, just in an informal setting like a conference room. I've seen people clam up, professionals clam up fear of the microphone. Anyway, so fear of public speaking, fear of the microphone, fear of messing up. Is that insecure? Is that an insecurity? Is that a lack of confidence? Or is that something different? And so as I was looking back, I knew I wanted to talk on the microphone, maybe be a public speaker, be out talking to people. So what did I have to do? I had to kind of, first off, see if I could do it. And so I started, I think it was a sophomore year in high school when I finally finally decided what it is that I wanted to do in life. And so then I had to prepare myself. So obviously you have schooling to prepare yourself. I had to finish high school, obviously. But then there's other things you could do. So I knew that if I wanted to speak in front of people, I needed to get in front of people. So I ran for office, ran for class office, for student body office. I didn't care if I won or lost. I just wanted the opportunity to speak in front of people. And when you get in front of a high school auditorium full of people to give a a speech, that can be pretty nerve-wracking. And you can see it. You can see everybody's nervous up there. Some are more confident than others, but it also depends on your level of experience and comfortability being in front of people. But for me, I got up there, and I did it. I gave as many speeches as I could, got in front of people, spoke at assembly. You know, whatever it is I could do, get in front of people. And then after high school— Get to college, take some uh, speech classes, debate classes, get in front of people, make speeches, volunteer to get up in front of the class, get comfortable. And then from there, I went to uh, join an entertainment company that did a lot of different things, hosting events, you know, from uh, emceeing big events like with the Special Olympics to maybe something as simple or not so simple as a wedding ceremony to other things and you put yourself out there. So for me, that's what I did to make sure that I was able to get prepared so that I could have the confidence so that I can trust in myself so that I can rely on myself so I have a firm belief in myself. And so that's what I did. Now, was it an insecurity or not? I don't think so. I just think that I needed the experience and the practice to get there. So what are some of the insecurities that people deal with? Well, let's start this With something that if you're listening on the audio side of the podcast, you might want to go to our YouTube or go to RadioWarp.com, RadioWarp.com, and actually watch this portion of the video. Because it's a little clip that I think really hits home to the differences in our thought process. Because, again, everything is mindset, right? But it's our thought process in how we perceive situations. What do I mean by that? Well, take a listen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so the other day, I was talking to my COO. What, what's the COO? <laughs> this is honestly why we love you so much. It's like, you don't care. It's really refreshing, actually. Um, but yeah, I was talking to him. Is that a dumb thing to say? Why don't I care about that stuff? Is it weird? Oh God, I'm so embarrassed. Hey guys, well, it was nice to see you. Hi, nice Bye. You. It was good to Bye. see you. Bye, nice to see you. All right, I'm this way, so I'll see you guys later. God, they all think I'm dumb, don't they? I'm so stupid. I should know the things that they know. I
2: want to hang out with her again. Yeah, she's cool. Isn't she so cool?
1: Very cool. That's what I was going to say. She knows so much about nutrition and her body. Yeah, I That's wish I knew I all gonna those
2: say. things about my body. Yeah. I need to learn from her.
1: Honey, your essay is great. I really, really enjoyed it. The only thing is, you did spell your wrong in the first paragraph. Wait, what? No, no, no. It's, It's great. It's great. I really, really enjoyed it. Honestly, it's so good. It's so good. I'm such a failure. How did I miss that typo? Mom must think I'm the worst. Hey, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, gosh, yeah, I mean, the essay was amazing. Well, the teachers say she's an absolute genius. Yeah, I'm just so proud of her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like,
2: literally, completely a surprise. Just waiting at my house, and then I get a knock on the door, and they completely surprise me and take me out.
1: Wow, that sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. Where funny. do you live? I
2: already told you, Koreatown.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I thought you just worked there. No, okay. No,
2: cool. um, But yeah, it was wild. Well, I was literally... Ugh,
1: that was so stupid. I knew the answer to that question, and now there's no way she's going
0: to like me, and she probably thinks I'm a horrible listener. Good one.
1: Ugh, I like him so much. I don't think I've ever gotten along with somebody this well. I hope he likes me. Stop focusing on the wrong things. We amplify the smallest things and paralyze ourselves by over-analyzing them. One thing that was said passively in a conversation becomes our active obsession for the rest of the day and the rest of the week. We let one word, one statement, one conversation become our distraction for seven days. We overthink which forces us to overlook, which makes us overpromise and overcompensate, when all we needed to do was understand. Stop giving energy to your average thoughts. We reap what we repeat. This is how thoughts work. If you have a thought you recognize, if you reinforce it, then you will repeat it. That is true for both positive and negative thoughts. Whatever you recognize and reinforce, you will repeat.
0: So now we've all done that, I'm sure. We've been in a situation where... Someone told us some information, but we don't remember it, don't hear it. Might think at the time it's, maybe we're thinking of the next question we're going to ask. But we start to micromanage our responses in our minds to things that happen. Now, I'm assuming in the beginning part of that COO, because they never did tell us what COO was, but I'm assuming what I know COO to be is chief operating officer. In this day and age, Who knows? Acronyms change. Then in the second one, the typo, we obsess about one typo. And then in the third one, we forget where someone lives, even though they told us that. I do that all the time. People tell me stuff all the time, and I forget, and I ask them. I just find out. So I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Whoop-de-doo. Hold it against me. I don't care. Because our minds are going in so many different places, especially when we're trying to impress somebody. We're trying to impress somebody so they can accept us, and then we – Make a little stumble. And then we focus on that. We obsess on that. But then you see the two different perspectives. The one person that did not know what COO was is now obsessing. They must think I'm stupid. They must think I'm this, that, or whatever. While the other two are like, wow, she's so fabulous. She knows fitness. She's got a great body. She's, we need to hang out with her more. Then the second one, obsession about the typo. Hating on oneself. While on the other side, the mom's on the phone saying how brilliant she is, how the teachers think she's brilliant. And then in the third one, he's thinking how dumb that he didn't remember where she lived. And she's like, wow, he's like the best thing ever. See, it's all about perspective and it's about obsessing and focusing on the wrong thing. So we trip up, big deal. Here's the other thing. It's made, or it's alluded to in there, how that first girl wants to or should know everything or maybe make herself familiar with everything that her friends know. Here's a thing for me in life, okay? I don't know if it's a philosophy, if it's a rule, it's something, whatever. If I'm going to hang around a bunch of people that already know what I know and I know what they know, that's fine, that's great. Usually good friends are that way. But I also want to surround myself with people who know things that I don't know so that I can grow in knowledge, so that I can increase my awareness A lot of people from different countries have different cultures, different traditions, maybe different people from different parts of the world. So, I want to be able to surround myself. So, if I'm around people that are different from me, that might have a different job, might have a different career, might have different backgrounds, might have anything different, I'm going to ask questions. And those questions are going to make me seem as if I don't know things, which I don't. That's why I'm asking the question. So, again, it goes back to the three things. It goes back to having trust, a firm belief in yourself, being confident to know that, okay, I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. Having the confidence to know that I can trust myself in these situations, not to have a meltdown because of something, regardless of their response. And I have the confidence. I don't have to have the anxiety I don't have to have the lack of confidence or the uncertainty to be in those situations where I don't know things. I ask questions. And as I ask questions, I'm starting to learn and I'm starting to know things. I'm starting to have a better understanding of that person, where they're coming from and who they are. So that's uh, probably a, a situation where insecurity, I would imagine, doesn't necessarily make itself prominent. What are these specific areas of insecurity. Looks. Physical appearance. As I was doing research, looks, weight, skin, whether it be skin color, skin condition, hair, teeth, height, age, physical appearance kept popping up over and over and over. That's the biggest thing that people are insecure about. It's not necessarily the things that were that were in that little movie clip or that little Written piece Peace, trying to explain what insecurity is. Those do pop up. But what is even bigger is the insecurity about our looks. And that's where it really becomes problematic because oftentimes we can't change our looks. Sure, now there's plastic surgery and stuff like that, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. But there's some things that we just can't change. We can't change our age. Sorry, as we get older, we're just going to get older. Some of us can't change our hair. It is what it is. Now, there are things to fix our teeth, the braces and stuff like that. Teeth whitening, I guess, dentistry, you know. There are uh, things that you can do with your skin. I know when you go through, uh, what is it, maybe junior high, high school, your pimples are a big thing. Other blemishes on the skin might be something. Maybe we have eczema or other skin rashes or irritations that are uh, popping up here and there that we just have to deal with. You see commercials all the time about this pill, this drug can fix those rashes, those issues. You know, maybe weight, maybe we're overweight and we can uh, go do something about it. Some things we can do, things about it. But we got to keep in mind that it has to be healthy. It has to be a healthy desire to change. There's a lot of people out there. And we've talked about it, especially when it comes to social media and comes to uh, how we compare things and the likes and the comments and stuff like that. I was just watching a video about somebody and she was uh, explaining her experience about revealing some specific type of information about herself because she wanted to try to, as they call it, empower, but not uh, make it such a stigma, a condition that she's going through and the hate that she received for it. Or what about people that are sitting in a wheelchair? And they're trying to be like everybody else, and they're trying to do the uh, the dances on TikTok or whatever, and then they get in hate messages because of it, or the uh, so called body shaming, you know. But there's some things that we then want to change because it's an unhealthy perspective, and the looks, especially the looks, because we do plastic surgery, we want to change that. How many celebrities have you seen that have done? Plastic surgery and it's affected them. And I think I've got a few here in mind that I was going to talk about a little bit later, but if I can bring it up real quick in my notes. Um, but Cameron Diaz was one, for example. I think Goldie Hawn was another. Mickey Rourke, I think, was a third one that dramatically changed and it doesn't look very good. And that's what happens. They go to plastic surgery, they go Botox whatever the case may be, and then all of a sudden now their looks are worse than what they were if they were to just naturally aged. But we try to keep up that appearance. And so what happens when we have that insecurity in our appearance? Well, we're lacking the confidence. We have that uncertainty. We have anxiety of going out in public. We can't trust ourselves to look good. We don't have a firm belief in our looks. You see, when we have that pyramid or those stack of blocks let's call them backwards when we have insecurity on top then we lose confidence and we lose trust in ourselves if we put trust on top and then have the confidence our insecurities at the bottom and usually will go away what happens when you have insecurity well you can develop emotional problems you know you have emotional insecurity does this person love me how many times have you been with somebody that was clingy they were clingy, clingy, clingy. They had an insecurity about their relationship, about who they were and their emotions, which led to then insecurity in their relationship. Maybe perfectionism. That can be create all kinds of insecurities. Perfectionism. Maybe that's one area that uh, I suffer from is perfectionism. Trying to make every little detail perfect. And then when I see something that I don't like, especially when I go back to edit these videos that I do, these podcasts, I see something, I'm just like, oh, man, why is that there? Why is this this way? Why is the angle that way? Why is the lighting bad? And so I nitpick. But then I just put it out there. I think that's the difference between insecurity. If you're insecure, you won't put those imperfections out there. But in your confidence that really it's the message that you're trying to put out there more than the imagery that you see on screen, maybe my delivery is off. Maybe the video What you see on the screen is off. Whatever the case may be, I'm hoping that the message is there on point so that when you hear the message, because after all, that's what it's more about. It's more about the message than anything. That one person at that one time that needed to hear that one thing that helped them raise the standard, bring out their inner greatness, inspire and motivate others to take their passion, make it happen, and let themselves be great. And that's what I try to do. So sometimes in the insecurity, I think I've lost, I guess, maybe starting the podcast. You know, we've been doing it now for a long time, a couple of years. Starting the podcast, maybe there are a lot of insecurities that I just didn't really think about because I was too focused on other things. And maybe if you sit back and you analyze it, maybe there were some securities. Although I don't really lack confidence. There's a difference between arrogance and confidence. And a lot of people think I'm arrogant. I'm just confident. I have a lot of confidence in myself. Are there some times where there's uncertainty? Yeah, there's some things I'm not really technically savvy about or I don't have the experience, and I'm learning as I do it. I'm growing. I'm having more trust in myself, having more belief in myself. So my confidence is growing. The trust in myself is growing. And I think that's healthy. It's when we have that lack of healthy, you call it insecurity, or uncertainty about oneself. You go out and you learn, and you perfect it. But then you start to go through these things. So you have emotional problems or emotional insecurity. That could lead to a lot of mental problems. We have a lot of mental issues going on. It's like on the forefront now of people's minds because of what we've been going through the last few years. In relationships, your insecurity is a fear of rejection. Maybe you have intellectual insecurity where you're in a group of people and you don't know what they're talking about. See, I think I got over that because a good friend of mine who lives up in Portland, he went to Caltech, Caltech is a um, pretty prestigious, pretty brilliant place for a lot of smart people. And I hung out around Caltech a, around a bunch of people. I had no idea what they were talking about. They were talking miles over my head with their knowledge and stuff that they were doing. These were people that were so smart that they would ace through Caltech and they'd just be in the closet playing video games back in the day. And so, um, again, I've been around people that have made me look intellectually or stupid, But I'm okay with that because I know where I'm at. I'm confident in who I am in my intellectual abilities. But what else? What else is there that can cause us to have insecurities? Well, when it comes down to it, it's the environment around us and those that we call or we, yeah, I guess we can call them influencers, but people that are influencing us, is it for the good or is it for, The bad
2: what's attractive has become a popularized understanding of our cultural footprint what we as individuals believe is attractive is directly stemmed from our environment that's why men really just want to marry women just like their moms and as much as we want to hate them for it they can't help it that's their first perspective of what beauty and love is like if i were to grow up in ghana I would value my thick thighs a lot more than I do having grown up in the U.S. And while the world is becoming more interconnected than ever, we're seeing that the global standard of beauty is quickly becoming the Western standard of beauty. So much so that in countries like South Africa or China, where the population is largely people of color, white women are still at the forefront of these commercial campaigns. So it doesn't surprise me to hear that 70% of women in Lagos, Nigeria, bleach their skin. Even though skin bleaching has been linked to cancer, what that tells me is that 10 billion dollar industry is being upheld by this idea that beauty is linear. Those women are just trying to get ahead. This idea leaves plus-sized women feeling invalid, Mature women feeling as though they age out of their beauty beyond their childbearing years, and ethnic women feeling unwanted. And don't get me wrong, while it impacts women the most, it's not only us who suffer. Most male CEOs of Fortune 500 companies are taller than average because height is linked to attractiveness and power. This is a multi-generational, gender-neutral issue. Our children are growing up not valuing themselves and certainly not being able to extend that love and acceptance onto their peers.
0: I guess I will uh, never be a CEO. I'm not tall. guess I don't express or have that power image because I'm not over six feet tall. Thick thighs, pretty eyes is something that's trending on social media these days. She mentions her thick thighs. Again, it's about what is the definition What's the influence? What's the environment like? All these, I guess, women of color wanting to be white, according to what we just heard, bleaching their skin. Why is that? Do we have a perspective on what the definition of beauty is or anything else is for that matter? I thought beauty was in the eye of the beholder. I thought it was different people are going to like different things, variety. Kind of like appetite, right? We don't just always eat the same thing at the same place all day, every day. Now, I'm a creature of habit. So, yeah, if I go to this restaurant, I'm probably ordering the same thing as I've done before. And if I go to that one, it's probably the same thing as I've done before. But I'm not eating at that restaurant that same meal every day, three times a day. I like to mix it up. Variety. Sometimes, what do you feel like? Now, I know you can't say that in a relationship. Oh, today I feel like this type of gal and that tomorrow's going to be this type of gal. No, obviously that's unhealthy. But again, it comes down to different people are going to like different things. And so, what's that definition? And then, on top of that, what's the influence behind it? What's the environment? I know some people, they will not date anybody outside of their ethnicity because their family will disown them or bring shame to the family. And so, they don't. Is that healthy? I don't know. It's traditional. And so you have these anxieties, these depressions, these physical illnesses, stress. You know, you think about anorexia, you know, the binging and purging, eating food and then throwing it back up. You know, that's not healthy because of an image. Remember, we talked about it before. When we look in the mirror, are we getting a true representation back of who we are? Are we being honest with ourselves? Are we receiving that information in an honest way? Sure, we can nitpick over things. Absolutely. One of the reasons why I haven't gotten a tattoo, people ask me, why don't I got a tattoo? Because I would be OCD about it if it was off just the smallest amount. I would sit there and try to want to move my skin to get it just right so it's just centered. I'd be OCD about that little imperfection that, that I don't do it. Not gonna drive me crazy. am not gonna give me that stress because my, and then as you get older, your skin starts to change a little bit and maybe it starts to fade a little bit or, you know, whatever the changes. And then I'm going to start obsessing about that. So no, I've never gotten a tattoo because of that reason. Off just a little bit and I'm going to be OCD about it. It's going to drive me crazy. It's going to me anxiety, stress, maybe physical illness. I don't know. But then how do we overcome that? How do we overcome these things? Well, first off, it's mindset. We realize that we have to have the proper mindset when it comes to these things. Maybe attack it. Maybe form a plan like I did with the the speaking. I knew I wanted to be in front of people, so I created a plan to get me there so that when the time came and then at one time now you can put me in front of an arena of thousands of people and I have no problem speaking in front of thousands of people. At one time, if I didn't prepare myself, maybe I would. But I have no problem getting up in front of people and talking now because I worked on it I had a plan of attack I set goals to build that confidence and maybe it was baby steps you know it was baby steps first it was getting up in front of the class and doing a uh, a class speech then it's getting in front of student body and doing a speech there then it's getting in front of a college group of people and doing some stuff there then it's in front of strangers at like these different events and the events grew bigger and bigger it wasn't just a classroom anymore Then it became something a little bit bigger, like a conference. And then maybe it was a wedding where it really matters if you screw up or not. Because that's the bride's day, and she will remember everything. You have to get the bridal party names right. You have to introduce the people right. You have to do everything just perfect, no mistakes. People dismiss the fact that an MC at a wedding, the job that he does. You think it's the wacky DJ, and sometimes they are just those wacky DJs, and that's fine. But if you really do it right... There was a lot of pressure on that person to get everything right to make it just so, so that you are forgotten. They don't remember you. They remember everything was perfect, but they don't remember you making any mistakes. And so I put myself and had an attack and got bigger and bigger and bigger. Special Olympics did something for Special Olympics in Pasadena at the Convention Center one time, huge auditorium, and then in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, when I was there in front of the county fair, three thousand people or more, you know, and then grew from there. So I had a plan of attack. And so you might have to set some goals on how you can overcome the insecurity. Maybe if it's an insecurity about our looks, you know, maybe it's not like dress. Okay, so we want to change the way we dress. That's fine. You can do that. You can go to the store and get some different clothes. Maybe change your hairstyle. Maybe you do whatever, makeup. If you're into the makeup scene, you know, you start doing some different things with your makeup. So you change some things. But again, is it healthy? And that's fine if it's healthy. But then what happens when it starts to become unhealthy? Then you got to maybe get some help. Talk to people. Confide in others. Maybe seek professional help. Maybe we got to let go of people that are bad influences on us and telling us that we need to do X, Y, and Z when we really don't have to. Maybe we need to just embrace who we are. This is how we were created. Embrace it and realize that we're something special, regardless of what other people think. I think one of the reasons why I've had it a little bit easier when it comes to some of these things in life, because I just really don't care what other people think. People talk negative about me. I just really don't care. I don't care what the opinions of strangers are on social media. I don't care if people think one thing or another. Obviously, it can affect you. You know, they say sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, they do. Harsh words can cut. The tongue can cut sharper than a knife. But I've learned to put it all aside. Because the people that truly are in my circle, the people that truly are friends, family, truly love me, they will be honest with me. And they'll give me honest criticism, good and bad. What worked, what did not work. But the people that are out there just trolling, well, who cares what they say? I don't even know you. Why am I get all worked up about something that you say? So maybe we need to let them go. Let them be away and not a part of our lives. Family is the hardest thing. I mean, like I said earlier, there's some traditions, some cultures. I think it was uh, first year out of high school. I was working at a school. And there was a a gal there with a specific ethnicity, and she could only date people in her ethnicity. And then she had to, she was going to go to college, and she had to go to college for what her dad wanted her to do, which was be a doctor. And this particular person wanted to be an artist. She didn't want to be a doctor. And so her life was already planned out for her. She didn't have that freedom. So, again, the point of that is when you come to insecurities – And you have family members that are attacking you. It's hard to separate yourself from that, isn't it? It's hard to reject that. But maybe you have to. Maybe you have to take that strong stand and be like, you know what? I'm not going to be around these family members anymore because every time I'm around them, they say nasty things to me. They embarrass me. They point out my flaws. They don't understand that they have flaws themselves and that they're probably more insecure because they're making everybody else try to feel insecure to cover up their insecurities. And maybe they're just not worthy of my time. Think about it. Your time is valuable. Who you spend it with and what you do with it is precious because your time is valuable. Every second you have, you can't get back. So why are you going to spend it with people that are going to make you feel bad? Be a negative influence on you? Again, you've got your heritage. You know, There's a lot of heritages out there that have certain stereotypes. One might be Asian. I've seen a lot of videos on social media about people with Asians and math. And even some Asian people are putting out different uh, spoof videos about how they're not smart in math, but they're Asian and everybody wants them to come do their homework for them. One time when I was teaching, I asked somebody a math question because we're trying to figure out something mathematically and she said, what, you asking me because I'm Asian? I was like, no, I'm asking you because you're smart. And I figured you, of all people in the classroom, would know the answer to it. Your ethnicity or who you are had nothing to do with it. It's the fact that you're intelligent. But see, we get trained and conditioned sometimes to automatically respond to something. Just like in the first video or the first audio portion that we played. Person didn't know what COO was, so she thinks she's stupid. But then the other two go off and say how great she is as they're walking to their car. Or the girl had a typo, thinks she's a terrible person, but the teacher told the mom who's telling the dad that she's brilliant. Sometimes we just need to realize that people are looking at us beyond the looks. Maybe they see us for potential. Maybe they see us for our smarts. Maybe they see us for our drive or for a number of reasons. And so we have to be able to accept that and realize that, that sometimes people are just looking at us the way we want them to, and they're acknowledging the things that we want them to, and not everything has to be so negative. I think the other thing, too, besides our looks, where the insecurity comes in, and before I do that, plastic surgery, There's a lot of plastic surgery that goes down. I'm not sure if it's healthy or not. And so if you decide to do plastic surgery, I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Um, Obviously, there could be medical reasons for it and stuff like that. But I would think that would come down to this. Because someone asked me about this one time. They asked me, they said, what do you think about plastic surgery? I'm thinking about getting this. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's this story right here. I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again. So I was guest speaking in the class. And I was talking to some 18, 19 year old students. After the class, a student came up to me. She was a young gal, uh, pretty pretty young gal, and she wanted to be a singer. So we're talking about singing and going through uh, the conversation. And I said, Well, you think you're going to be a successful singer? Because I was trying to understand her mindset. And she said, No, she didn't think she was going to be a successful singer. I said, Why is that? I was thinking maybe it's because she doesn't think she has a good voice or maybe she can't sing. So I was curious. It came down to this. She said that she wasn't going to be a successful singer because the top of her upper lip to the tip of her nose, that distance in between, was too small. And because of that, she was convinced she wasn't going to be a successful singer. had nothing to do with the fact that her voice could sing. Obviously, she was going to school to learn more. You know, you got breath control and all that stuff that you learn and how to hit the notes and stuff. But, again, it had nothing to do with her ability to sing. It had everything to do with her appearance as to why. And then she started to compare herself to other people out there. I think she mentioned Taylor Swift and maybe a couple of others, Beyonce or somebody. But I'm thinking to myself, wow, you're going into this at 18, 19, thinking that you're a complete failure because of a little – and then she wanted to know about plastic surgery. Thought if it, uh, she wanted me to know if it was – asked me if I thought it was a good idea. And I was like, absolutely not. First off, I don't know how you'd fix that, but why would you want to change that? You're 18, 19, your mindset right now isn't right. Get through college, and then your mindset will change once you start to have success singing. I don't think she understood that, but it was amazing, the thing, the littlest thing she obsessed on. But then it made sense because it was right there. So I asked the teacher. I made a comment to the teacher. The teacher was female. And then she made the comment. She goes, yeah, every single woman has some part in her body that she does not like. Something that stands out, and I'm looking at these people, Student, good-looking student. Teacher, good-looking teacher. I don't see any flaws, and by society standards, they would not have any flaws, in my opinion. You know, they could keep up with the Kardashians, but yet they had flaws. At least in their mind, they perceived, and they said so. I started asking different people that I trusted, that I knew I could ask. Hey, do you have any flaws? What, what part of your body don't you like? Sure enough, there was always something. It was weird. Didn't understand it. But the looks is the biggest thing that we have. And so then from looks comes our abilities. Maybe we can't do things like other people. Maybe we can't sing like other people. I thought maybe that was going to be what she said as the problem. Well, I can't sing like Taylor Swift. I can't sing like Beyonce. No, it's like she doesn't have the beauty of those two. I'm like, well, that's kind of different. Maybe we don't have the talking presence. We stumble. We can't complete a sentence. There's a lot of people that can't complete sentences. Sometimes I can't complete a sentence on this thing. Maybe our athletic abilities aren't as good. Maybe we're not as smart. We don't get the grades as others. Maybe we don't have the humor. Maybe we don't have a sense of pop culture. There's a lot of things that go on in pop culture that A, I don't want to know about, but B, I have no clue about. People bring it up and I'm like, what's that? I go back to the beginning. What's that? What's that? What's that? Tell me, tell me more. They're like, you don't know? Of course I don't know. So tell me more about it. I'm confident in finding out more about it. And then there's some things like, oh, why did I even ask? And then we have to move on because I'm no longer interested in that conversation. But when you think about it, what is perceived? It comes down to this. What is perceived in our minds versus what is real? What is perceived versus what is real? What's our realistic expectations? Our realistic expectations, are they healthy? Or are they influenced by negativity from influencers around us, from a negative mindset, from a negative self-image. And again, it goes back to maybe we need to go talk to somebody if it gets that way. Maybe we need to be like frozen and let it go. Was it Elsa? Let it go. Let it go. Maybe sometimes we need to just let it go. One of the things that someone told me once is that they were surprised at how well I can just walk away from something, especially something that goes bad. Something doesn't turn out right. And I can just walk away from it. I don't have to dwell on it. I don't have to replay it in my mind. Um, I just move on. And again, part of that is preparing and getting used to and experiencing failure, because we all do. We all experience failure. But if we don't learn from it, then failure means nothing. If we learn from our failure, then we can overcome it and realize that failure isn't a boo-hoo thing necessarily. Sometimes it might be, but it isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just a way to learn not to do something. And so we move on to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. Because remember, failure is only if you give up. Because the 100th time you try something, even though you might not have been successful 99 times, the 100th time you try something, ooh, you're successful. So never give up. You might have to change things around, but never give up. Nobody likes a quitter. What's the obsession that we have with that thing, like the nose to the lip thing? What's our obsession about that? You know, are, we obsession, uh, are we obsessed with the distraction or obsessed with the wrong things? Are we focusing our attention on the wrong things? And if we do, then we have to change our mindset. Maybe start focusing on some good things. Maybe we need to, like I said, surround people that can tell us some positive things. Maybe it's communication. Hey, you know what? I'm struggling in this area, but maybe you can just let me know a couple good things about me, not to feed my ego, not to feed my confidence. Well, maybe it is feed my confidence because I'm trying to overcome this insecurity, but not to feed my ego and become arrogant, but I need to know that there are some good things in my life. So I'm not focusing on this negativity and going to create a huge problem later in life because I made decisions now to alter some things in my appearance that I might regret later. And that might require some friends that you trust. Or some professionals out there that you can trust. Maybe a teacher. Maybe a coach. Maybe actual help, like a counselor or somebody like that. Mindset is everything. You know? When I was uh, coaching baseball, one of the things that pitchers had a hard time. Because once they were like, let's say you would call for a curveball, and maybe you wanted the curveball low and away. And so he throws the curveball, and then something bad happens. And so they get all mad at themselves, they get down. The idea was to let them know that once the ball leaves your hand, you really have no control over it anymore. You can make the greatest pitch in the world, and the batter goes down and gets it, and hits it for a home run. You can make the worst pitch in the world, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, this guy's going to crush it 10,000 feet, and he swings and misses. See, we don't know once we let go. But we have the confidence to get up on that mound. We have the confidence in ourselves to know that we can throw that pitch. We have the confidence in ourselves, the trust in ourselves to know that we can get this done. Fortunately, with baseball, you've got the next pitch, the next pitch, the next pitch until you retire. Then you don't have that next pitch. But we know that we have that confidence. So sometimes that closer mindset, think of any great closer that was out there, their mindset mindset is you're not going to hit me. You're not going to hit me. You're not going to hit me. Now, sometimes uh, even the best of closers blows a save or gets a loss, but you don't realize that because their mindset is of dominating the opponent and winning, and that's what they do. And so sometimes it's the mindset. The mindset matters. And if we can change our mindset, reprogram it. See, sometimes I'll get messages from people saying, hey, how do you change your mindset? Well, sometimes it does take practice. You know, when we talked about forgiveness on an episode, um, I think it was episode 65 or something like that, it was the practice of forgiveness. It's not easy to do these things. It's the practice of doing these things. So I had to practice getting in front of people and speaking. It didn't just come naturally. I practiced it. You have to practice doing something. And sometimes it takes baby steps. If you... One of the things I'm trying to do right now is trying to get off energy drinks. I drink way too many, and so it 's the practice of it it's hard to go cold turkey, okay, any addiction probably tell you that, and I know my addiction to energy drinks is probably nothing compared to what other addiction uh, addictions people are going through, but it's a practice, okay day one, day two, and I don't get down if I have one because it's not compared to other addictions where you have to you have a relapse and you're back on the wagon type of thing um, or you're off the wagon whatever part of the wagon you're on or off of but again it's just the practice of doing it it's the practice the practice the practice you know you think about the piano or you think about a musical instrument you sit down the first time you play it's horrible but you practice you practice you practice the next thing you know you're pretty good at it right You're in a rock band on sunset strip at the troubadour you're playing hey great because it comes down to this Are you ready? This is the pearl of wisdom for the day. A person's attitude toward himself has a profound influence on his attitudes towards God, family, friends, future, and many other significant areas in his life. Get that? Let me read it again. A person's attitude toward himself or herself has a profound influence on his or her attitudes towards God, family, friends, future, and many other significant areas of his or her life. It's your attitude toward yourself is going to affect everything. I mean, think about it. If you're down on yourself, if you're insecure about yourself, if you lack confidence about yourself, if you bring anxiety upon yourself because of you, it's going to affect everything else out there. And so we have to make sure that we have a positive look on ourselves, that we have a positive attitude toward ourselves, realistic, healthy attitude at that. Make sure that we put off those negative influences. Make sure that we get positive people around us that will tell us the truth. Tell us the truth in a good way. Tell us the truth in a constructive criticism way where we can learn from. And maybe avoid some of those people that are jealousy. Maybe we pick and choose who we receive the information from, and that information is information that we're going to value. Maybe we decide we're not going to value certain people's information because we can't trust it to be true. So we're going to pick and choose a few people. Maybe we won't even tell people this. We just keep it to ourselves. Again, there was always something at work when I would request a day off. Everyone wanted to know why. Why are you taking off? Why are you taking up? I would never tell people because none of their business. Now, there might be some people I would share with, but when it came to HR and those management people, it's not your business. Your need to know, need to know, doesn't usurp my right to privacy. So you don't need to know. I'm taking time off. I've earned that time off. Now, if it's the difference between a sick pay or a sick day and vacation pay or vacation day, yeah, I'll tell them, okay, I'm going to take vacation. Or maybe I'll take sick so they get in the right category, right? But your need to know doesn't usurp my right to privacy. So, again, I bring that up because maybe we don't tell people and maybe we just decide for ourselves that these are a few people that I'm going to trust with what they say about me. And these other people, meh, I might take it with a grain of salt, depending on what they say, but I'm not going to really worry too much about what they say because I don't want it to affect my insecurity. So that's one. The second one, are you ready for this? It's going to wow your mind. We measure ourselves with the outward standard of those around us in order to gain the approval of those around us. What? Yes. We tend to measure ourselves with the outward standard of those around us in order to gain approval of them. Think about that. We measure ourselves by those that are around us, the way we dress, the way we talk, the way we think maybe. The way we eat. Social media has a huge influence on a lot of people. TikTok made me buy this. I saw this on social media. Life hack that I wish I knew 20 years ago. I was X years old or today's years old when I learned this. It's all out there. We're influenced by what's around us. So if we're measuring ourselves with the outward standard of those around us in order to gain the approval, why are we trying to gain approval from other people? Now, there might be times where gaining uh, gaining approval from other people is important. There might be times when we need to seek approval from a boss so that we're trying to get a promotion or maybe somebody that um, we're trying to reconcile with or, you know, there's various reasons to seek approval. But if we're just living everyday life, why do we want to seek approval from strangers? It's really matter what strangers think? But what if we measured ourselves with the inner standard of what I choose to be important to me in order that I may have the confidence to live the life that I want? Who are we seeking approval from? What's our attitude like in that area? Because if we're seeking approval from outside measures— So that we can have that standard that's outside of us that gains us that approval. Well, then how's that attitude toward us going to be? We're probably going to have a negative attitude towards ourselves, which is going to affect everything around us. Anything that's significant anyways. So it comes down to us. We have to make sure that we put ourselves first when it comes to this area of insecurity. We have to have the trust in ourselves and the belief in ourselves. Now, there's a lot of people that will go to religion. A lot of people will look at Christianity, for example, and say God created us in his image, and therefore we are beautiful in his sight, and our standard of beauty is based on our relationship with God, and a lot of people find comfort and solace in that, and they realize that because they're created in the image of God, that anything that they might have that is deemed as a negative thing in their looks and their appearance, it's okay because... God created them that way. There's other people that seek approval in other areas that might not have anything to do with religion, and they try to go after that to fill the void. You have to decide for yourself what areas of life that you want to put together your philosophy of life and then kind of act on it, I guess. But when it comes to the area of insecurity, you got to realize that success in life is not measured by who we are or what we've done, but by who we are and what we've done compared to what we could have done and who we could be. Basically, we're measured against our potential. Let me read that again. Success in life is not measured by who we are or what we've done, but by who we are and what we've done compared to what we could have done and who we could have been. It's our potential. If we have the potential to do great things and impact other people and we don't, we get measured by that. If we have the potential to only do a little bit in other people's eyes but we do great things and people are like, wow, look it, they did great. But it doesn't come down to what other people think. It comes down to what we think and what we are. Are we going to live up to our potential? Are we going to do what we think we can to raise our inner standard, to bring out our inner greatness so that we have a positive impact on other people so that we can inspire them and motivate them to do the same? And then they take their passion, they make it happen, they let themselves be great while bringing up other people to be great. That's what it comes down to when we talk about this. So when we talk about insecurity, we talk about having this anxiety, we talk about having a lack of confidence, or we have this idea of uncertainty and anxiety in self. If we put that on top, none of the stuff that we talked about just right now can happen. We have to have the confidence. So we have to start by trusting ourselves. We have to have a, if we start by trusting ourselves, okay, get this, if we start by trusting ourselves, we put the firm belief in ourselves on top. Then the confidence comes where we can rely on ourselves. And then that uncertainty and anxiety in ourselves goes away. Now, if we have that proper order, then the attitude towards ourselves is going to influence us in a positive way toward God, family, friends, future, and other significant things in our life. We have that positive outlook, and that attitude is going to be positive towards ourselves. Then we're going to measure ourselves, not what other people think. We're going to measure ourselves on our own standard so that we can gain approval from our own self so that then we can have success in life because we did measure up to our potential. And that's what it comes down to. And it takes practice. It takes planning, setting goals, maybe confiding in others, maybe seeking professional help. But as long as you don't give up, as long as you don't quit, because regardless of the lack of success, the 99 times you've tried, that 100th time could be successful, and now you're a success. And we have to remember that. Mindset is everything. And we have to find the approach to make it so that we have a good mindset, positive attitude, trust, confidence anxiety goes away or maybe it's a little bit less and we work on it and as we work on it we get better we gain the confidence in ourselves insecurity starts to go away we don't really care too much about how we look as far as the physical appearance the little things we realize that that's just a part of life that's a part of age that's a part of who we are it's kind of like you know you get a new pair of jeans and it's uncomfortable because maybe they're tight and then you wear them, wear them, wear them. Pretty soon they're an old pair of jeans that are broken in and you don't want to get rid of them. Your favorite pair of blue jeans are the oldest raggedy blue jeans because you broke them in. They have character. They have scars. They went through things. They have experience. And now they're comfortable. And that can be you, comfortable in your own skin because you've worked on these areas and you've made made improvements and now you're okay with yourself. But it's a daily thing, daily thing, daily thing for some of us. For others, it comes more naturally. But you can do it. Just hang in there and you can do it. This is Two Steps Head Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edam. Hey, check out our website. It's RadioWarp.com. That's radio, P.com. If you go to RadioWarp.com, you can uh, bring up the video and watch the videos of the podcast, or you can go to the audio portion on SoundCloud, which is linked right there on the website, and listen. You can download the episodes and take them with you on the go, so you don't have to sit there um, in front of your computer and listen, but you can take them with you on the go. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. And so you can subscribe, and you can uh, be notified anytime a new show is posted so you never miss anything. Check out our Instagram page at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. There's, uh, we post clips of the show. There's also a Linktree link that, if you click on it, will take you to our YouTube, SoundCloud, and uh, other places because you can listen to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartMedia, pretty much anywhere. And then my personal Instagram page is edemrocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S, and you can uh, see a little bit more about me and who I am as a person over a podcaster in the podcasting life. If you want to send us a message, uh, email is two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's T W O, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com. And then um, that's pretty much it. So, again, we appreciate you uh, listening to the show, watching the show. If you want to uh, give us feedback, you can. I guess you can also uh, send me a text message at 626-676-8972. That's 626-676-8972. You can probably call the number and leave a message, and um, I'll eventually get to it and get back to you. But the text message might be the quickest way if you want to do that. Um, Whatever you want. You can send me a message through Instagram. You can send me a message through our email at twostepshedpodcast at gmail.com. Phone number 626-676-8972. Um, however you want, I am here for you. And if you are struggling with something and you would like help and maybe you want E, uh, A, maybe you want someone just to listen, or if you really do need someone to talk to, that's more of a professional. Um, let me know. I can connect you with some people that uh, might be able to benefit you and help you, um, so that you can overcome this and you can bring out your inner greatness, raise the standard, take your passion, make it happen. Let yourself be great. Again, this is Two Steps Ed Podcast. I am Saadi Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.